0: Welcome back to the Nm show I'm Miles Davis alongside Andre Monroe. How's it going today Andre Pretty good how about you? Pretty good man I'm excited it is Dallas week so I am pumped I'm excited to see how the Eagles fare on Sunday night football mm-hmm. but let's get right into the topics for today So first we have sixers and a
1: couple hires so first Dara Mori from the Houston Rockets. He was a GM for the Houston Rockets. It was let go by the Houston Rockets. And then you have the assistant coaches, the bunch of the assistant coaches, which we just got a coach, assistant coach from the G League, from the Clippers uh, G League, which was their head coach. We got him. Um, then we got Sam Castle. Then Dave, I don't know how to say his last name, but the assistant coach from the Pacers. And I feel like I'm forgetting one more, but overall, the assistant coaches we've got so far is excellent. Then Daryl Morey. We could talk about, I mean, that's a whole different thing. So what was your opinion
0: on the recent hires of the Sixers? I was really happy, and I'm super excited that this coaching staff and this front office is getting a complete overhaul. But one of the things that I wanted to talk about was us getting Sam Castle because he was in the running for a couple of head coaching jobs, in particular the Clippers, and the fact that he's joining Doc Rivers in Philadelphia is something that I'm very excited about too and the amazing thing for me
1: is like the some of the two of the assistant coaches sam castle and then the one from the indian indiana pacers like you said two coaches who were in the run for head coaching jobs and two coaches that if if we hired sam castle for a head coach if we hired uh dave gorger or whatever his name is from the indian pacers as a head coach that would be an instant upgrade over Brad brown and to have these guys as assistant coaches with Doc Rivers, not only does it have not only does it have an impact on the court, um, because of course, Xander knows they're smart, um, and they know where to put guys in specific positions, but also accountability, stuff that's off the court, and stuff like free agent interest and all everything um, that you need to build a, a successful ba- basketball team on. The Sixers have right now in terms of front office, in terms of coaching, because this staff with Doc Rivers and Darren Mori is probably the best case scenario they could have had. Darren Mori, that's the best uh, GM you could have gotten out of the available GMs. Doc Rivers, best coach of, uh, of the available coaches you could have gotten. And these assistant coaches are the best available assistant coaches that you could have gotten.
0: So really excited to see where the Sixers go. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. If, when regarding Daryl More, Morey, to see what he does with this roster, so to speak, especially with our role players. Like, who is going to get moved so that we can obtain that third piece, so to speak, to complement Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons? And maybe Tobias Harris, as many have mentioned how he, him, and Doc Rivers coming back may help, I guess revive his career i guess after a very lackluster season last year so i hope that maury makes a bunch of very aggressive trades that help us get that next piece like a buddy healed maybe a chris paul you never know were you talking about reviving um tobias harris's career
1: yes yeah and of course everyone mentions this already tobias harris had his most success under doc rivers where he played the four where he was a third option on the Clippers now he's gonna be the third option with us so that's exciting and I want to go through this, this coaches real quick just to, um just to give you guys an overview so Kevin Young was I think one of the first ones he's from the Phoenix Suns of course but then you have Dave um, Dave jo- George or Gorger I think we we'll call him Gorger that's that's his name Dave Gorger from the um, Sacramento Kings um, under uh under the, yeah, under the Sacramento Kings, he's a good hire. And actually, I mix it up. So Dan Burke is the one from the Indian and Pacers. And that's a defensive coach with the Pacers. Who, the Pacers are a good defensive team. They don't switch. Uh, they just say, you know, buckle down and guard your guy. And that's what we need uh, with the Sixers. So he's going to be good. And also, he had a funny... Um, Interaction with or not interaction, but he had a funny quote about Joel Embiid saying that Joel Embiid gets away with a lot of stuff So that's gonna be exciting how that pairs out. And then Sam Castle, of course uh, with the Clippers. So This is a great assistant coach bunch But I do want to talk about Darren Mori as well. And what we talked we talked about before uh, a couple weeks ago with the offseason is Number one things like the couple things you got to do find a way to get rid of Al Horford's contract and find a way to bring in the pieces around Joel Albin and Ben Simmons that can complement them. And I mean, Dara Mori is the best available guy you had. I mean, it's the best situation you have to potentially do the stuff that the Sisters need in order to be successful this year. And I think um, it was a great hire by the Sisters front office because if anybody can fix it, it's Dara Mori. So I'm pretty excited. Also, I'm pretty excited about Owen Brand having less responsibilities. I'm excited about the tandem of Doc Rivers and Daryl Morey because that brings experience, that brings um, respect uh, within the league. Um, And, you know, when you have respect within the league, then you get a lot of free agent interest and you get
0: a lot of trade interest. So I'm excited. I too am excited. But I think one of the things that Daryl Morey will bring to the Sixers is, I guess, his aggressive nature, like regarding trades, so to speak. And I do think that... In any trade, I would be somewhat sh- shocked and surprised if we keep our first round pick this year. Number two. I'm not sure. Yes, this, yeah, this pick. Because I, because of what we're trying to look to go after and the, I guess, the lack of assets that we have or we are willing to give up, I think that in any case, or in any situation now that I think about it, we are going to have to give up our first round pick.
1: Yeah, I think if you want to dump um, Al Horford's contract or salary, I think you need to trade that first round pick because a lot of people in the trade proposals have been saying that in order to dump uh, this contract, that you need to trade Matisse Dybou or Shake Milton with Al Horford. And I don't think that's something the Sixers do. I don't think that's something the Sixers should even consider doing. I would not give up Shake Milton, uh, Matisse Dybou unless it's, like, for a big superstar player. But, yeah, I agree with you on that. Also, I want to talk about Darren Mori real quick. So, a lot of people criticize Darren Mori for the Rockets, um, this whole small ball thing. And a lot of people think that Darren Mori is just a small ball guy. But that's not what Darren Mori is. Darren Mori only did small ball in, with the Houston Rockets because that's what the Rockets needed. That's, that's what James Harden needed. James Harden needed. That's what Rocket. The, that's what the Rockets needed. That's what Russell Westbrook needed and that's what James Harden Harden needed. And I just want to talk about Darren Moy in this regard. He's not a guy that is just going to throw a small by at you. He's a guy that's going to maximize your superstar's potential. So I believe that he's going to build around Joel Embiid. He's going to build around Ben Simmons like he did in, with the Houston Rockets with James Harden and Russell Westbrook because he didn't just made the whole small ball concept just because he wanted to, he made it because that was the best situation to maximize James Harden's potential and Russell Westbrook's potential. So I think he's going to, I think he's a great fit to maximize Joel Embiid's potential and Ben Simmons's potential.
0: Yes, I am extremely excited, but I think this is a great time to move on to our second topic of the day. So as we have mentioned earlier on, earlier on in this show, it is Dallas week. So Andre, what do you think is going to happen for this game? And what do you think the Eagles have to do in order to beat the Cowboys? I think they just have to play
1: football to beat the Cowboys because the Cowboys are not good at all. And if the Eagles, let me say this, if the Eagles lose this game, I mean, not only is it a must win just because of the division and just because you need to win this game for the division, but you need to win this game if you want to salvage your season. If you want to, I mean, this is this game. If you lose this game, imagine what the fan reaction would be. Imagine if you lost a game to a guy named Ben DiNucci, which is the Cowboys quarterback. DiNucci, Ben DiNucci. Um, you can't lose the game to that guy. So I do think we'll win, and I think even if they had any doubt, we'll win too. But I just I'm not even concerned about talking about what we need to do to win because. The Eagles should win this game. They should win comfortably, actually. I know that's not their M.O. I know they don't win comfortably often, but they should win comfortably. That's, that's what I'm going to say for now, but I want to hear your opinion.
0: Yeah, I think that the Eagles, given all the situations, such, such given that all has, all that has transpired in the past couple weeks, and considering that Ben DiNucci is now start going likely to be the starting quarterback for the Cowboys tomorrow, and considering the ineptitude that is their defense, I... It will take the Eagles. It is the Eagles' game to lose. That is what I will say. I think Carson Wentz will have to to play a terrible game. I think his O-line will have to fail him. I think his receivers will have to fail him. And I think that the defense will have to completely fall apart in order for them to lose this game. Now, we have seen unexpected things happen this year already because we did not think that this would be the Eagles' record going in as I remember us doing this prediction show but i do think just like you that the eagles are likely going to win and i think it's possible that it's a blow up well that's what we need right i
1: don't i'm not going to be comfortable with a 20 to 10 win or 20 to 17 win i'm gonna the only score i would be comfortable with if you if if we score 30 plus and if we limit their offense to let's say uh, 17 or less if we limit their offense at 17 or less and if we score 30 plus then i'll be satisfied but i don't know about you but i'm not going to be satisfied with like a close margin win i'm not going to be satisfied with that because the eagles should win comfortably here they should impose their will if there was ever a game to do it as a game against your rivals as a game against a team that has their 13 quarter uh, quarterback as a game against a defense that is one of the worst in nfl history and if the eagles cannot capitalize on that then i i'm not sure where they can go this season
0: i completely agree and so andre before i give my prediction i want to hear what you think is going to be the final score of the game so um actually along with that along with the score predictions
1: i will also we can also talk about the player of the game potentially uh player of the game on offense player of the game on defense and maybe a standout player uh just so yeah uh, player of the game on offense, player of the game on defense, and a unsung hero type of player. So first, I'm gonna give my players of the game. So first, I'm gonna go with offense player of the game, Jalen Reger, coming back from injury, first round pick, and if how, I mean, I don't know if you've seen the guys around the league, Justin Jefferson, Brandon Ayuk, Chase Claypool, KJ Hamler, cd lamb i mean the list goes on and on i i don't think there's any bust so far in terms of the wide receiver group of that draft class so far they've all been playing excellent i mean the the rookie draft class for wide receivers has been excellent uh this year they've all been playing good so if jalen rugger if jalen is the one person the one wide receiver out of all these guys who just can't play then that's an indictment on High Roseman. That's an indictment on Jalen Rager. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think Jalen Rager should be good because not only because we drafted him 21, we we drafted him 21st. We reached um, over him uh, when we could have taken Justin Jefferson. So we need. Just, we need Jalen Riker to pan out, and I think he's going to be a player of the game. I think he gets a touchdown because we've seen his explosive ability in the first couple of games against the Rams and Washington football team. So I do think that he does that again um, in this game. I think he's the offensive player of the game. Defensive player of the game, go to Brandon Graham, who's been our best defensive player of the year so far. Um, I think he has, like, I think he's on pace for double-digit sacks. I think he has 10 tackles for loss already, so he's a great defensive player. Uh, uh, one of my favorite Eagles of all time, so hopefully he continues that. And also... Brennan Graham hates the Dallas Cowboys, and I do too, so uh, that's why he's my favorite. So, score prediction, um, I'm going to go with 38-13, to 13. Eagles win.
0: So, I think that, so I actually have two different players for my offensive player of the game and defensive player of the game. I think our offensive player of the game is actually going to be Travis Fulgham. I think that he's going to have a big game, because even though he didn't, have a monster game like he has in the past two weeks, two, three weeks. I do think that he going up against the Dallas secondary and Trayvon Diggs, who's likely going to be the person covering him, who has been struggling as of late against top receivers. I think Fulgham is going to be the centerpiece of our receiving core. And I think that he's going to have a very big game. And then for the defense, I think it's actually going to be Big play Slay, Darius Slay, probably going to be is my pl- defensive player of the game because he is going to be probably doing the most important task, which is guarding Amari Cooper. I think that because in the past he's been able to shut him down, I think that he will con- be able to continue that success, and that's why I think that he will be my defensive player of the game for tomorrow. And then at the end, I think the final score will be an Eagles win tw- 30 to
1: 17 30 to 17 so last week so I just want to talk about this real quick so division rivals right we also we always play each other close in the NFC East now I get everyone likes to clown on the NFC East especially this year with them being terrible I mean the Eagles being 2-4-1 in first in the division when everybody else in the league is like 5-1 and one or 5-0 and o in first in division that's just insane to me however um, this division always plays each other tough so I, it's this is why this concerns me this week i do think our defense plays well i do think the defense plays well because i mean they have a 13 quarterback and our defense has been playing well this season so far but the offense is what i'm so concerned about the inconsistency uh the inconsistency of carson Wentz, inconsistency of Doug peterson's play calling um the o-line the running back game it's just a lot of concerns there and i do think we're getting i do know that we're getting people back healthy dallas goddard um jalen bryker of course but it is concerning to me that this offense is going to start slow and i i wonder if you share the same concerns about this offense
0: i am very concerned especially because i because that's how it's been for the past couple of weeks our offense doesn't usually get going until the second half even the fourth I mean, even as late as the fourth quarter as shown in that giants game so i'm very concerned i think that my prediction can be dead wrong because we, cause this offense stagnated last week, so what's saying that it won't this week, you know? I do think that the defense will probably be able to do its part, but I am very concerned. I think if the offense plays well, then I think my prediction will come to pass. But if not, then I think it's going to be a much closer game and a much closer game that we want would want it to be thing that concerns me is like this
1: game is supposed to be the game that you impose your will on offense like the Dallas Cowboys they they have talent on defense of course but I mean you have guys calling out coaches you have guys not wanting to play you have guys not giving effort you have guys getting beat over the top every single week multiple times a week sometimes on the Dallas Cowboys defense they're allowing I believe the most rush yards they're bottom of the league in every stat on the defensive side. So this should be the game that you and will if you're the offense. And I need to see, I mean, this, ha- this has the opportunity to be like Carson Wentz's best statistical game, not like best game overall, but best statistical game. Because if, you know, I don't know if you know this, but Carson Wentz has never thrown over 400 yards and he's barely thrown over 300 yards, um like over, I think he's only thrown 300 yards like 10 times in his career. So this needs to be a game where I need to see like 400 yards, four touchdowns. Now I know and if he doesn't do that I won't be mad at him and I won't really care especially if we get the win but that that needs to be the type of game because this is the type of game where your offense gets going and where you build off the momentum but I do want to hear your opinion on this real quick so of course the Cowboys and Eagles rivalry is a huge rivalry um, in the league uh, and for Eagles fans especially so I want to hear I mean we're kind of young but what is your
0: favorite part of the rivalry My favorite part of the rivalry is probably beating Dallas in general and watching their fan base just probably because their fan base I find very frustrating at times. And because of that, watching them continue to fail and fail and fail makes me very happy, I guess, and very pleased. So watching them lose, especially last year, I was very happy because – They were supposed to win the division, and they had a very easy schedule to start off the season, and they still weren't able to beat us. And they had basically all their weapons available, and Carson once was playing with practice squad receivers, and our secondary wasn't the best to begin with because we didn't have, of course, big play Slay there at the time. But yeah, if I were to say so, I'd say definitely watching them lose, probably, which is very unsportsmanlike, I'd say. But yeah that's probably my opinion well for me that's not in sports black at all because i am the exact
1: same like the eagles could lose like let's say the eagles have a one o'clock game and the cowboys have a 425 game eagles could lose and i'm like really upset because Eagles lost and then if the cowboys lose at 425 then i'm like already happy again so i feel the same way but if i had to choose a moment that was the best for me in the rivalry um, going back in the top down on time I would probably say as the 44 to 6 win when Donovan McNabb when they had to get in the playoffs and they just uh, dominated Dallas but ultimately when it comes down to it I think my favorite moment of all time is definitely gonna be last year when the Eagles defeated them of course with practice squad by receivers and when they had a great roster when everyone's picking the Cowboys to win the NFC East everyone was ruling out the Eagles and Carson Wentz and Carson Wentz came in there and just I mean, it was a team game, honestly. Um, so that was probably my favorite game. It's going to go down as my favorite game, but there's a
0: lot of uh, games that, that's worthy of that. All right, that's all we had today from the a and Show. From Andre, I'm Miles. We'll see you next time.